are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports SEC Edition. We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. The very talented Doobie Lane is back on the ones and twos. And we do have a very good show in store for you tonight. Hashtag Rafino's Rants. The SEC comes out with a practice schedule, but they can't use a football. They can be contact to contact. They can talk to one another. They can touch one another. They can't have a football, y'all. <laughs> We're going to touch on that. Rafino's top 10 players in the SEC. Now, I've seen a couple of people talk about this over the last six months going into the 2020 season. And quite frankly, they've been all over the board. With that being said, who are my top 10 players going to, into this season in the SEC? I think a couple of them may even shock you. Who do I leave off? Who gets an honorable mention? Is your team going to be recognized in the top 10? Also, a lot of SEC, well, I say a lot, but some SEC players are starting to come out talking strictly about opting out of the 2020 season. Will they or will they not? We will touch on that as well, and we will also take your calls, 225-238-6075. That's 225-238-6075. You can call on in whenever you want. Just make sure it's not during a rant. But before we get to that, as always, guys, our main sponsor of the show, GM Varnado and Sons. GM Varnado and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. AC work, big big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, oil changes, tire sales, tire rotations. Hell, you break down the side of the road, they are coming to get you. 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Go see them over at 2500 Boulevard in Denham Springs. And tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS SEC Edition. I said, I didn't say Florida Boulevard again this time. Shoot. All right. Okay, 2500 Florida Boulevard. Go tell them I sent you. All right. Listen, I want to get to this because the SEC came out with their practice schedule today. Now, Coach Ed Orgeron, Kirby Smart, and others talked on radio stations today in reference to the SEC schedule going to be coming out. Now, Ross Dellinger of SI.com broke the story as we are all anticipating on what was going to happen with the SEC practice schedule. Here is just a few keynotes. Now, I want to read this directly, and I know a couple of you tell me not to look off, but I want to get this exact. I don't want to just ramble and tell you something that's completely false here. I want to tell you exactly what's accurate. Many SEC staffs were preparing to begin camp on their scheduled 20-hour work week coming up soon on this upcoming week. This is from Ross Dellinger. However, it is pushed back from August until August 16th where you can have 11 hours during the week that was restricted. So you have 25 practices that you are able to get in 40 days. So that's 25 practices in 40 days. Now, I do get, so what do we know about this in this new practice schedule? Number one, absolutely number one, it's not going to be a traditional fall camp. 
Now, I don't think that we could have anticipated that with everything that's going on in America. However, it is interesting to me that they're not going to allow this. Now, I went on with Jordy Holberg today on 103.7 The Game, and we touched on this. And for all of these programs in the SEC that have to go through installation, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, Leach at Mississippi State, you got a new offensive coordinator at Georgia. Bo Pelini comes back down to the bayou and is going to be the defensive coordinator for LSU. They're going to mean more than just these 25 practices when these guys should have been doing this in the spring and would have been doing the same thing in the fall. Now, here's, not, here's the more egregious part of all of this. The most egregious part of every single thing that the SEC came out with today. You ready for it? In these walkthroughs, I'm quoting no footballs or helmets or pads. So wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You can go through walkthroughs with your entire team. Your entire team. But you can't use the football. So all 150 people can be tested. They can test negative, but you can't use a football? <laughs> what's, the point of, what's the point of doing? What is the absolute point of going through walkthroughs? There is none. How is a quarterback supposed to take snaps from a center? If you're a team that has a new center, a new quarterback, and you don't have a football, what are you supposed to do? Well, I guess they can go on their self, but then that defeats the point of going through a walkthrough in a practice. Why I have no idea on God's green earth why you can't allow these kids to have a football. You don't want them to be in shells and a helmet. All right. Okay. But you're taking the biggest thing out of football, which is, guess what? The football. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Just felt like I it is the dumbest that. thing. I, it's the dumbest thing ever. That's like asking the you absolute, to do that show without that microphone. I'm going to ask you to do this. It's but like no it's like me doing a football or a, a podcast without a computer, a, a camera, a mic, and a stand. It's not called baseball. It's not called hockey. It's not called chess. It's not called checkers. This is not Connect Four. This is football, y'all. And how are you going to play football when you don't even have the accessibility of having one? (laughs) I I sit here and ask myself, do people have common sense? Because (laughs) if you're going to test the players and all of them are testing negative and you have them in this university isolated bubble, if they're in this universal bubble on their campuses and all of them are testing negative and none of them have left, they cannot test positive for the coronavirus. Friday, August 16th, teams have been granted three extra hours for non-football-related meetings. Also breaking from Ross Dellinger. So let me read that again. On August 16th, 
teams have been granted three extra hours for non-football related activities and meetings. <laughs> Everything inside a football program is, guess what? Football related. If a guy gets injured, he gets injured for doing something that's, wait for it, j- get ready, football related. Going out to the practice field and doing stuff in practice, lifting weights, doing everything that you have possibly to do when it comes to football, guess what? It's football related. Who knew? Who absolutely? That's like saying, hey, Blake, we want you to breathe, but you can't have air. Or pretty much, hey, anybody, y'all can call into the show, but you can't use a phone. No phones. <laughs> Are you talking about Jeff in the borough? Oof. Jeff in the borough actually uses a landline. His reception is not actually that bad. Everyone that's joined the show, we greatly appreciate it. Go ahead and hit the like and hit the share. Share it to some groups for us. Everyone, listen, you know what? I'm going to do something. Everyone who hits the like and hits the share, we might be doing a raffle. Let me think about this. Let's think about this and, and maybe come up with it tomorrow. Everyone that hits the like and hits the share, we might be giving away some free merchandise. We're going to see. Justin Dunning on Facebook Live says, Blake, can we touch on something I saw about Bo today? Saw where Coach O said our defense didn't play that good last year and Bo is here. Let's not act like the defense didn't wake up in the last five weeks. Yes, we can, Justin. You can call into the show, 225-238-6075. That's 225-238-6075. We can talk about anything that you want to. Absolutely anything. Well, not. let me back up. Not absolutely anything. Football related. Kind of like what Ross Dellinger talking about in this report that, hey, you have three extra hours of non-related football meetings. Guys, I don't get this. Listen, explain this to me. If you have a good option as to what the extra three hours for non-related football activities could be for a football team, Please call into the show and let me know because I absolutely have no idea. Let me back up. I have somewhat of an idea, but it makes no sense. Everything that you're going to do from this point out when you report on August 16th is for one goal. Get ready for it. Everything that you do from August 16th and even before until December, January, when the college football playoff is over is going to be football-related. There's absolutely nothing that goes on in any of the 14 teams around the SEC that's not football-related inside that building. This is what we've been talking about in reference to the incompetence of some people that run these major conferences and major Power 5 programs. You want them to play football. You're mad at them because these football, these kids who are, and I'm calling them kids, I probably shouldn't, these young adults are told to go out on the field and play football, but you're telling them that they can't prepare for something that they're going to be, quite frankly, believe it or not, and I know that it's very slim, stay with me here, risking their lives. Oh, Blake is a Corona bro. Blake is a Corona bro. 
No, I'm not. But give them some leeway. None of you. Now, some of you might be procrastinators, and I get that. Some of you might be procrastinators, and I get that. But the simple fact that the, the, the thought process is here, the simple thought process here is if you're going to go take a test for a school and you wanted to pass it, guess what you're going to do? have to do? Study. You have to prepare. Taking a, listen, there's nothing in this whole, yes, I get reducing schedules. I get that there's a lot going on. The football thing, not being able to play with a football and practice with a football is the stupidest thing that I've ever seen in the 30 years, 30 plus years that I've ever been in, uh, affiliated in sports. Absolutely anything. And it's not close. There's nothing. I know that sports has given us a lot of crazy moments. A lot of crazy things have happened. None bigger than practice without a football. I don't think anything's better than that thumbnail either there, Blake. Oh, God. (laughs) Maybe. But I I just don't get it, guys. I just don't get it. I don't – when I sit here and I think about the upcoming season and the anticipation, the absolute anticipation when it comes to college football that everybody wants and everyone wants – college football to 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 take off and it, it be a great season guys if these if these players have to go multiple weeks without a football they're not going to be ready and and people are getting legitimately legitimately people are getting upset because kids are asking well are there going to be any protections for us oh shut up and play football Okay, but I can't use a football. Ryan Thibodeau on Facebook Live says, the offense 100% absolutely has to have a football. The defense does too. Jamar Chase versus Derek Stingley one-on-one on the outside and they're going up against one another, they can hit one another. They can put hands on one another. They can breathe on one another, but they can't touch a football. It's a phantom football. Well, I I had the first thought, why don't you use a Nerf football? But I guess that would seep through. I guess it would seep through and seek into the Nerf. It's Nerf Rona, y'all. It's Nerf Rona. Don't touch the football because you got the Nerf Rona. If if you see the veins popping out in my uh, in my neck and in my head, it's because I have never been this ranty. Mackenzie Hughes says on Facebook Live, Ellis, who? Wow, how did you come up with that one on your own? Who said Ellis? Who? I don't see anybody who says Ellis. Who? I could be wrong here. I don't know. Mackenzie, we greatly appreciate you joining the stream, though. 
You can always follow us on Chris Landry Football on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash Chris Landry Football. You can call into the show, 225-238-6075. That's 225-238-6075. What are your thoughts? I really want to, I want someone, I want someone to call in to the show and tell me what reasoning this has. For any Corona bro, for every single Corona bro that is out there, please call into the show and tell me what, how this makes any kind of sense. And we'll talk about it. And we will have a, a, a good discussion. The last thing that was interesting to me, the very last thing that was interesting to me is this, is that beginning on August 17th, per Ross Dellinger, during that time of, and we talked about this, the 20 countable hours a week. So you only have 20 countable hours a week that you can talk and be a part of your program. That's two hours a day, y'all. Two hours a day. So we take the spring away from you. We're going to reduce the fall camp. But the only thing that we're going to do, we're going to reduce your hours now. I, nothing in this article, and that this is not a shot at Ross Dellinger, not even close, but nothing in this article makes sense to me. Not one. Absolutely nothing makes sense to me. We're going to reduce your hours. Check. You can't play with a football. Check, check, check. You can't have helmets and shoulder pads. Check, 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 check. Oh, and by the way, and by the way, the three extra hours that we give you weekly, you can't do anything football related. So when you go up to the facilities, you can't talk about football. Yeah, because that's really smart. We're going to drink water without the water, y'all. Let's go take this water, okay? Hey, I want a drink of water. Can't because there's no water in it. I mean, do the, does the analogies have to continue for people to understand that this is the stupidest thing that might have ever been in sports? Before I get I'll have a heart attack here, I said one last thing just a second ago, but here, here is the last thing. Absolutely none of the 14 programs in the SEC is going to abide by this no football. None of them. You're going to enforce it? How are you going to enforce it? You can't go to the campus because you can't leave your facility or state. Can't leave Alabama, so you're going to go to Louisiana. You're going you're gonna to tell Nick Saban that he can't have his team practice with a football. You're going to tell Ed Orgeron, Dan Mullen, Kirby Smart, Puffy Vest. No. No one's going to adhere to it. So everything that you just put on paper made absolutely no sense whatsoever. None. Hey, here, here, here's Greg Sankey. Hey, here's my guidelines. Here's my guidelines. I hope you adhere to them, even though I know that you won't. Thanks. Bye. Completely ridiculous. Let's get to a better topic. Let's get to a fun, a, a, a more fun topic here. But before we get to that, guys, for the most detailed roster analysis and team preview on each and every SEC team, you can join LandryFootball.com. That's LandryFootball.com. By taking advantage of this scouting season offer, you can access it for 50% discount. For less than $5 per month, you can access all of the college and pro game 
from the perspective of a former NFL scout and college coach. Go to LandryFootball.com today. That's LandryFootball.com and Twitch.tv slash ChrisLandryFootball as well. All right, Doobie, I want to get to the Rafino's top 10s. I've been seeing this for over the last six months, and I haven't talked about it much because I didn't think that it had a lot of relevance. But now they're starting to have a lot of top 10 SEC players going into the 2020 season that are absolutely egregious and none better than our partners over at CBS. Now, they didn't put a name into it, so we can't tell. We cannot tell of, of the author or the people that came up with these top 10. But here is it. Here is CBS SEC top 10. Number one, Jamar Chase. Number two, Dylan Moses. Number three, Colin Hill out of Mississippi State. Number four, Derek Stingley out of LSU. Number five, Trey Smith. Number six, Najee Harris. Number seven, Nick Bolton. For people who don't follow the SEC enough, you're like, who in the hell is Nick Bolton out of Missouri? Number eight, Richard LeCount from Georgia. Number nine, Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. And number 10, Doobie's favorite player outside of LSU, Kyle Trask. Number one. Here's the first point about what CBS did wrong here. Dylan Moses is not the second best player in the SEC coming into 2020. He's not. He set out all of last season. Colin Hill, the running back out of Mississippi State, is at their number three over Najee Harris. <laughs> no, not even close. You can't be completely mad with some of the rest, but here are some of the guys that were left out. Do I think that Kyle Trask should be in this top 10? If you want my honest opinion and you want the real truth of it, no. What did Kyle Trask do last year to to be named in the top 10? Because every big team that he went against last year, he lost. The comparison could come in a result of would any of you outside of LSU fans, would you have put Joe Burrow in this top 10 a season ago? No, you wouldn't. And I guarantee you there's some LSU fans that wouldn't have put Joe Burrow in the top 10 coming into last season. Even though CBS said that this is their top 10, here's what it really should have. This is what it really should have looked like. So here is the Rafino top 10 players coming into the SEC. Now, some of you, this might be a little upsetting, but just hang tight with me on, on just through here, and I will explain why I have these selected people in the top 10. Number one, out of LSU, Jamar Chase. No one in the SEC did has ever done what Jamar Chase did last season. The last time that we saw Jamar Chase was against a first-round quarter in Clemson that the Atlanta Falcons took, by the way, and he absolutely roasted them. Jamar Chase, quite frankly, not just against Clemson, but Alabama and really every team he played, looked like he was an NFL receiver going against boys. The former Belitnikoff winner is going to be my number one. Number two, and where people might disagree with me here, and that is fine, is offensive ta- tackle out of Alabama, Alex Leatherwood. Would have been a top five pick, in my opinion. 
would have been a top five pick coming out of Alabama last year and a premier left tackle. I think that he has great feet. I think that he has good hand placement. He does really good in the past game. He does really good in run blocking. If there are some holes, he does struggle against some some speed. But of of the big pass rushers that he faced last year, look what he did against Calavon Chasson of LSU. I think coming into the season that Alex Leatherwood, maybe outside of the kid out of out of Oregon, Sayul, is the number two tackle going into the into the draft. And really and truthfully, when you have a left tackle, guys, left tackle is always going to be when quarterback is the number one position of any football team at any football program, really in all of sports, quarterback is the most prized prize position. Hell, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, Mahomes just got a half a billion dollars. Signed a half a billion dollar contract. He's going to need protection by a guy like Alex Leatherwood, who is very talented, does great in the run game, and does very good in pass pro. Again, like I said, has good feet and good head placement. Number three, Derek Stingley Jr. out of LSU. Best corner in all the nation. It's not close. There are better there there are receivers on the top of this list that you could make an argument for George Pickens, Devonta Smith, Jalen Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase. But when it comes to corner, even around the entire country, name one better than Derek Stingley Jr. Because I will sit here and wait. Nobody, and and the best corner in all of college football last season was a freshman. You threw it his way, yeah, you might get some plays on him here or there. We, you saw what happened in the Alabama game. But Georgia, Oklahoma, Clemson, they didn't go after him because they couldn't. Locking down an entire third of the field, you want him in man, he's going to do it. You want him in zone, he's going to do it. That is my number three. Number four, Najee Harris out of Alabama. The best running back in the SEC the last time that we really saw him outside of the bowl game was against Auburn. Having over 100 yards on that defense. Guys, remember, and another guy that was on that defensive line is going to be in here from Auburn. But think of that front seven for Auburn last year and what he did night in and night out. Night in and night out. Najee Harris is a rare breed of size, speed, athleticism. A guy that we saw a lot of times in the passing game that could go up and high point the football. A guy in the screen game that has enough agility to where he could stop on the dime, go right up the field, and make something happen. A guy that can run between the tackles and a guy that has enough speed to go outside. If you're asking me for the top four players in all the SEC, now we can have an, uh, 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 not an argument, but a discussion on where those top four can get. If you're talking around the SEC, those four are not questionable, in my opinion. It not, not even close when you have the best left tackle, arguably, in college football, the best wide receiver, the best cornerback, and the best running back. Now, we will see what will happen at the quarterback position, and that remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. But we don't have a, a, a Trevor Lawrence that's coming back into the SEC. You could say Kyle Trask, but is he on that level? We don't have a Justin Fields. Now, you do have Jamie Newman and JT Daniels out in Georgia, but we have not seen them, and now especially, in a 10-game SEC schedule. 
Number five, and a local product, Devonta Smith, the guy that catches everything. It feels like for a lot of people around the SEC outside of Alabama that Devonta Smith has been there forever. The guy that caught the pass in the national championship against Florida, the guy that really made the guy number three at times look really bad. Devonta, although slender, does have a lot at really good hands, really good speed, and catches everything. Number five, Devonta Smith. Number six, if he stays healthy, I think could be in this top three, but can't, is offensive tackle out of Tennessee, Trey Smith. I think that Trey has a lot of approving to do, but guys, he's got to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy if he thinks that he's going to be a, a high draft pick in the NFL. But when it comes to talent and athleticism, there's not a better offensive lineman that you're going to find outside of Trey Smith. Here is where... I start to differ with CBS and how they left these guys out. I had absolutely no idea. Number seven, George Pickens. How, how do I want to say this that's very nice? Three words. SEC championship game. Let me say that again. Three words. SEC championship game. Now, we talked about Derek Stingley, and we talked about, or we all know about Christian Fulton, who was a second-round pick this year in last year's NFL draft. Now, Pickens was suspended for the first half after throwing a punch in the Georgia Tech game. But when he came back, if we're being quite honest, was unstoppable. A A.J. Green type of feel, and the comparison to me is an A.J. Green. Tall, lean, fast, good hands, great in space. God forbid if this kid puts on size. God forbid if this guy is able to have a body like Julio because he has the frame. And if he does, you better start watching out because I think that George Pickens could give Jamar Chase a run for his money. Now, I think Jamar Chase right now going into the season is a better wide receiver. And, and unless George Pickens has a season, like Jamar Chase did last year, he's not going to take over that spot. But if this was 2021, would he not be your number one wide receiver coming into, into the season? He would be mine. Number eight, Big Cat Bryant out of Auburn. Do I need to stay more? A guy that's name is Big Cat that plays at Auburn. The guy's name's Big Cat. But Big Cat's got big game in the SEC. A a guy that's an immovable force at times. A guy that, hey, unless you double team, you're not getting him out of his gap. You're not going to get him out of there. A guy at times that generated a lot of pass rush. A guy at times that stuffed the run completely. Against Alabama on a goal line stand, who was there? Against LSU on a goal line stand. Who was there? Now, Derrick Brown was, but so was Big Cat. Number eight, Big Cat Bryant. Number nine, Richard LeConte, Georgia. CBS and me have the same. Number 10, Dylan Moses. (laughs) No, I'm going to keep Dylan Moses in my top 10. Dylan is going to be in my top 10. When you have a linebacker who does the things that he does, Size, speed, and athleticism. A guy that can play in coverage and play against the run. He's going to have to be in the top 10. 
There's not a guy at the linebacker position today. Today. Now, they have a lot of the ability. <laughs> Justin Dunning said he's only a ninth-year guy. He has the ability to really do whatever he wants. Do you want to play in the middle? He can. Do you want to play him on the outside? He can. I think where Dylan gets a lot of flack around here in Louisiana is because he picked Alabama over LSU, and I get that. Seriously, I do get that. When a guy leaves Alabama to go to LSU or Georgia or where Florida, wherever it is, I sure, I'm sure that they feel the same. But Dylan Moses, from a, a player perspective of the top 10, should be in that top 10. Now, here are some honorable mentions that I probably could have gotten in there, but I didn't. Number one, Doobie's favorite player outside of LSU, again, Kyle Trask. He's, a, quite frankly, the best quarterback coming back. He is the best quarterback coming back in the SEC. Now, you could say Jamie Dooman or JT Daniels, but those two guys haven't gone against SEC defenses, and they haven't gone against those guys like a Derek Stingley, a uh, 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 Richard LeConte, a Big Cat Bryant. I don't know if, if Jamie Newman and JT Daniels don't have a lot of hype around them, and they might not be that great. We're going to see, though. We're going to see. I think Jamie Newman will be okay. <laughs> and as soon as I say that, and as soon as I say, I'm not even going to bring him into the honorable mention. I scratched that. I was wrong. But another honorable mention guy is Jalen Waddle of Alabama. I mean, nothing he can't do. Uh, speed. He feels like a guy when he's training and going through workouts, it feels like a Rocky II movie. Speed. Speed. Catch the chicken. <laughs> Catch the chicken. Hit the heavy bag. Jalen Waddle was probably the fastest guy in the SEC. Seriously, he is. All right, guys, before we get on to our last segment, and you can call in, you can call in 225-238-6075. That's 225-238-6075. If you have anything that you want to, I, I thought I had some breaking news here, but we don't. If you want to call in, talk about anything that we talked about in today's show, if you disagree with my top 10, go ahead. Let's talk about it. If you think that it's absolutely just nonsense that you can practice football without a football, call on in too. 225-238-6075. I touched on this yesterday. I touched on this yesterday. The Pac-12 is in a world of mess. A world of mess. Players are going to be sitting out. Players want to sit out unless their demands are met. Well, okay. But I told you yesterday that this was going to trickle onto the SEC, and we're seeing that already today. There are some players that are coming out that saying, hey, look, I've had COVID-19, and I lost a lot of weight. Look, I don't feel safe playing during a pandemic. And listen, I'm with them. If you don't want to play, I think that they have the right not to. But a lot of these, a lot of these demands are getting crazy. And of the demands, let's stay out of that that we talked about last night with the Pac-12. And let's talk about opting out. Everyone that is watching this stream on Twitter, Twitch, and Facebook, if you're upset because a kid opts out of a season, you, quite frankly, do not know what his living arrangement is. You don't know if his parents or even himself has has health concerns that they need to address before they go out and put themselves in, in a, around a lot of public 
Because we don't know what's going on. If you don't agree with that, then you need to get checked. You, they may have underlying conditions that expose them and they don't want COVID-19. So here's the part here. Here's the part that I think that everyone needs to understand. Don't be that guy on Facebook. Don't be that guy on Twitter. Don't be that guy on the Twitch live stream saying, these boys just need to play. They need to shut up and play. Don't be that guy. Or girl. Shouldn't be sexist. I'm not trying to be. But don't be that individual. Because if you were put in the same exact situation, what would you do? Ah, look who it is. Michael Gagliano's back on the Facebook Live. All right, Gags, I see you. I wonder how his date went. He said he had a massive date with a massive hottie. I don't know. But, but he is back. Justin Dunning says, how about those big three coming back to the PMAC? American Gangster strikes again. No reason not to win the SEC with all of that in the incoming class. That's from Justin. Justin, we talked about that last night. It's a big deal. I mean, Kentucky's going to be very, very good, too. Kentucky's going to be very, very good, too, as they always are. But LSU's going to be right there with them. Rebecca Randall Lee, I never thought they would play anyway. I'm guessing that, Rebecca, you're talking about the entire season. Rebecca, there's too much money that's involved here. There's way too much money. Now, they may come out and say that they're not going to play, but they're putting precautions in place, a lot of precautions in place, that, that they're lining up to have a, a, a college football season. I, I don't... Unless this gets so much worse, which I don't know how it could get much worse than what we're going through right now, I don't see him canceling college football. Honestly, I think they, they'll start allowing fans in the stands. I know that they're going to be trying to do it at LSU. Michael Gagliano says, sirens into parish, boy. Well, I, they heard that there's a weatherman down there that uh, has been saying stuff that, that they don't agree with. I'm trying to get to this Ross Dellinger report on Twitter because it said it had something to do with the SEC. I'm trying to see if that if he came out with some breaking news. Okay, it kind of is. Here it is. The NCAA breaking news from Ross Dellinger of Sports Illustrated. Breaking. The NCAA Board of Governors did not determine a course of action for the future of fall championships and its meaning today per a source. There was not a vote despite the meeting lasting around 7 p.m. tonight. You know why there's not? This was probably going to be a Rafino's rant tomorrow, but you know why they didn't vote? Because if they voted not to have a football season, to Rebecca's point here, all of the Power Five would have left. The Power Five doesn't want to be a part of the NCAA anyway. Sankey and all of these other commissioners want to break out of the NCAA Anyway, they they want to be the ones that govern and get that money. They don't want the NCAA to do anything. It is a little shocking. It is a little shocking, though, however, that they didn't come up with a vote. This All this tell me, tells me is, is that they're buying time because they know if they say something wrong that the SEC, ACC, Big 12, Big 10, and Pac-12 are out. One thing that all of these commissioners can agree on is they all don't like that NCAA. A lot like you. So, 
the, I guess the next steps are pretty unclear here, right? I mean, what do they do now? What do they do now? What are you going to wait to? You're going to wait to September 25th to come up with a statement? Get out of here with that trash. You can't even make a decision. Say you won't fall sports. Everyone else is going along with it. If you have to redact it, you redact it. If you have to come back and say, guys, we're going to cancel it, then cancel it. Exactly like you did NCAA March Madness last year. God, man. I We started off this show talking about incompetency. It, it continues. Completely continues. Doobie looks like he just had him some very hot dinner. I can't hear you, boy. It's hot. That was spicy. I think I went a little heavy on the slap your mama. Oh, okay. Okay. A little heavy on it. Well, let me ask you this. Well, I was going to make a joke, but I'm not going to do that. For any out-of-state people, that is an actual uh, thing uh, in South Louisiana or in Louisiana. Yeah, it's a it's a Cajun it's a cra- it's a Cajun seasoning called Slap Your Mama. Doobie, Slap Your Mama or Tony Sacheries? Slap Your Mama by Tony Sacheries is like three minutes from my house. Uh, even though Tony Sacheries also has more salt than a saltwater pool. Oh yeah. Okay, I mean, my blood pressure too just skyrocketed for me. talking about that. Uh, slap your mama all day long. Slap your mama all day long. If you like and share, you get a free uh little thing to slap your mama by myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, you heard that live. You heard that live. If you share this post, Doobie Lane will send you a little small bottle of slap your mama. Spice it up. Thibodeau says on Facebook Live, money talks and BS walks. Exactly. That's exactly why they're going to have a college football season. They will delay until the absolute last moment. But can we get any more worse than what we already are? No. We cannot get any worse than what we already are. We're we're here. I mean, guys, in the state of Louisiana alone, hell, Mississippi's governor came out with a statement today. We can't. Yes, But they're going to continue to... It's leveling out in Florida and Texas, I believe. I read that today. It's actually starting to kind of taper. Yeah, decrease. St- Devin Stobb says, Ville Platte salute. Is that where uh, Is that where Slappy Ooh. Mama's from? Is the yeah. Ville Platte? Oh, yeah. Ville Platte. What about, what, about, what about Mamu? Oh, Mamu. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, good old Mamu. Oh, yes, indeed. All right. For all of the people that... All right, we got it. We got a comment here. Cookie Helen Tajan said, "I liked and shared. Send me some slap your mama." So my mama tells you to to send her slap your mama. Dude, I used to be able to get cases of that stuff. I need to check into <laughs> that. Like cases of it. I'm serious. Rebecca Lee on Facebook Live says, "Why I just don't understand." Why South Carolina and Clemson can't play Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State. Love watching those max matchups. Rebecca, I completely agree. 100% agree. I don't know why. The only thing, Rebecca, that I can think of is, is that the SEC and the SEC Network and ESPN will have to pay the SEC more money because it's more SEC games. It's, if we're being honest and talking about the money, if we're being 100% honest, and talking about the money from a TV deal, absolute pure genius. 
absolute pure genius. You're going to make more money from adding two games to the SEC network than you will get from playing South Carolina Clemson. It was all about the money. Florida, Florida's president and AD voted for it. LSU's AD and president voted for it. South Carolina's AD was the only one that didn't. Georgia AD and president voted for it. It's all about the money. And what's crazy to me is, is fans are so upset that players are wanting to be sure that they're okay if they go out and play. Is it? Well, the ADs and presidents aren't setting a good example. What's that, Doobie? I was going to say, is it uh, South Carolina and Clemson, aren't they on a 100-plus year streak? Yeah. Or something ridiculous? 18-something. 18, 18 yeah. Cool. Adam Parr says, well, it's health protocols. Adam, health protocols, I mean, but from what, though? I mean, you got to travel inside of your state. I mean – the Big 12 is going to be doing the non-conference games and playing a team, uh, a non-conference team from inside their state. I get its health protocols, but Florida is closer, or, or, or Gainesville is closer to Tallahassee as Florida is having to travel to Texas A&M. It, yeah, that that part. There's nothing about health protocols when it comes to well, stuff and like Adam that. Pa- I mean, Adam's got. I know what Adam's saying, and he's right. He's not disputing that. No, yeah, it but is it's of health like protocols. The, the geographical right. location of these schools, like they could have easily played each other. So, well, the the know. Big Ten tried to try to justify it. Hey, we're gonna go from Rutgers to Nebraska. Yeah, see, the furthest conference game in all of the Power Five. How is that of a health protocol? I just they had the structure, but Adam comes back and says has a very good point. Since the NCAA hasn't taken the lead uh, on these conference on these conference commissioners, they're having to do it, and he's right. He's Adam is one hundred percent right. Until someone, but here's the I know I understand that the NCAA doesn't control the conferences. They do. Everyone listening and that will listen, the NCAA cannot control the Power Five or Group of Five conferences. No they leadership. Can. That's they what it can balls govern. Down. Correct. They can govern, but as the governing body, as the one body that everyone does look to, they should have come out with a statement saying what their protocols are. They come down on 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 everybody for recruiting violations. They come down for Leonard Fournette wants to sell a jersey to help out South Carolina. They want to come down on on, on who was it Johnny Manziel for selling some jerseys that he signed. Now that a pan, you want to take all the, you want to do all of the discipline and you don't want to take any of the, 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 the pushback for name, image, and likeness in a pandemic. You're scared. You're scared, little brats. The NCAA is nothing but scared, little brats. And if anyone from the NCAA wants to come on this show and talk about it, bring it on. Because you're scared. Anyway, sorry, Dibby. No, I like it. I was I was just soaking it all in right there. But yeah, NCAA zero leadership whatsoever. Adam Adam Parr says it has nothing to do with distance. Adam, why not? Why not? Why does it have nothing to do with distance? It should. Gainesville to Tallahassee is an easier explanation 
then Rutgers to Nebraska, then Gainesville to College Station. Those guys aren't getting on a bus. They're getting on a plane. They're going to the airport. That's a bigger gathering more than anything. Yeah. And Where you could get on the you could get on a bus and go to Tallahassee if you wanted to. Yeah, it's at the end of the day, no matter where you go, that's a quote unquote uh airborne virus. That's kind of what you know, I mean Oh, go believe. How about that? An airborne Yep. All right, seven fifty. Guys, we are gonna go ahead and wrap up the show. Doobie Lane, you owe a lot of people some slap you, mama. Woo! Spice you, it up. So you're gonna have to tell all these people where to go get, uh, where they can reach out to you to get slap your mama. Listen, you're gonna, ha- you guys are gonna have to go get with Doobie on the slap your mama. <laughs> you're just gonna have to do that. All right, we'll figure it out. Everyone, me- I guess you can message us your address. We'll send you some slap your mama. All right, guys, my name is Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports SEC Edition. You can always catch the podcast on LandryFootball.com or anywhere you catch all of your podcasts. You can catch it there. My name is Blake Rafino, the very talented Doobie Lane was back on the ones and twos. We will catch you again tomorrow night. Jocks Doucette is coming on, by the way. Have a good night.